Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I, did, I didn't really think of it in these terms, but I think Todd Bowles kind of made it more clear why Julio Jones was added on the eve before the start of training camp. And, you know, it, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of simple. It's math, and I don't get math, which is probably why I didn't get this. But somehow, some way, they've got to make up Rob Gronkowski's, you know, 50-something-odd catches for about 800 yards and six touchdowns. And in as much as you, you'd like to think that they can do that with Kyle Rudolph, who came over from the Giants, a longtime Minnesota Vikings tight end, um, there's certainly no guarantee because, you know, Gronk, Gronk was a special bird to begin with. And so, you know, as, as Todd Bowles put it succinctly, he says, we got to make up for Gronk's catches. And that made sense to me, Derek Sharp. I was like, okay. Like, you know, I think you have a lot of receivers already, and I'm not sure why this, you know, 33-year-old, 32-year-old that has played or, you know, missed seven games in each of the last two years is the guy that you want to deal with right now. But but that that suddenly makes sense to me, that you've got to find those targets from somewhere. It's funny, but you bring that up because, of course, you and Joey did a great job of talking about a lot of topics, and one thing that perk mayors up along many uh, was how you mentioned you know could this be new coach you never know and more run based not run based per se team but a little bit and now you're mm-hmm. saying no we got to make up those 50 catches, because... make up the catches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. we're still gonna have them that's still gonna be a big part of the offense and yeah. i for one i for one just i want I, what i want to know i'm sure julio spoke about it and you'll get into it here but I want to know who instigated the decision to sign Julio Jones. I'm betting his initials are TB, but uh, do you know? Because <laughs> I, I I love how it came to be. Well, it, it did come up, and um, Julio was a little more coy about it than, say, you know, Rudolph was, who made no qualms about it. They're like, oh no, I'm I'm here. I'm here because Tom Brady asked me to come here. You know, um, Julio had some options too. You know, and and again, I don't know what Kyle Rudolph's options were, but with Julio. Um, he made it clear that, you know, he had talked to some teams. I heard him on another interview. He said uh, Green Bay had reached out. The Colts were definitely in play. And even the New Orleans Saints, which if you think about this division, you go, hmm. So it's addition by subtraction there with New Orleans. Um, But no, Tom Brady is the greatest recruiter in NFL history. I mean, if you enter the NFL transfer portal, chances are you're headed to Tampa Bay. You know, that's just kind of the way it works. And um, he did have discussions with Julio even before he said uh, they knew what Gronkowski's fate was or, you know, who they were going to get in here um, simply because that's Tom Brady. And, you know, Brady will call guys and, and not not too much, you know, give them the hard sell, but just kind of like it's Tom freaking Brady calling to see how I'm doing. You know, so you take the call and, and, and you know, Jones was kind of funny about it. He said maybe there was you know, a little something behind that now that I think about it. But, uh, 
as soon as really Tennessee back in March designated him for a release on June 1st, and they do that to sort of spread the salary cap hit over a couple of years. And so Tennessee saved about nine and a half million dollars on the salary cap because they they had some dead money uh, with Julio Jones when they when they signed him last year. As soon as they did that, they gave Jimmy Sexton permission, his agent, who was also Nick Saban's agent, and of course, you know, make the Alabama connection there, um, a chance to go around and look for teams and talk to teams, didn't have to wait for his actual release in June. And Julio Jones said from the onset, he goes, you know, the Tampa, Tampa was going to be it, you know, for him. He, he just mm-hmm. felt there was, there was, you know, first and foremost, um, the only thing missing from his hall of fame resume, and it is a hall of fame resume, you know, the, the most, uh, you know, career yards by an active player uh, receiving yards in the NFL over 13,300 and something. Uh, the only thing missing is a Super Bowl, And ironically, Derek, who who took that away from them? They were up twenty eight to three in Super yeah. Bowl fifty one, and a guy named Brady decided to bring him back. I'm not gonna, you know, try and sneak sneak behind Tom Brady's back and peek at his his phone or anything. But I'm just curious if there was something to the effect of Julio. Sorry about that whole twenty eight three thing. <laughs> it's right. Uh, yeah. Let bygones be bygones? Question mark. <laughs> That's right. Still mad? <laughs> question mark. Yeah. And and the thing is, in that game, and it and you know, I I've I've told this story probably I don't know a couple times um, on this podcast because we've done it for, for a while. Uh, that you know that was one of those games just from a print standpoint. When I'm sitting here on deadline, I had three stories I was working on at once. You know, the oh, first I can story was to this. <laughs> oh, it was it, it was it was and and I must say the, the best of the three was Atlanta winning. <laughs> Unfortunately, huh. that always works out that way, right? <laughs> so, Atlanta's up 28 to 3 and if you recall, um there was a play where uh, Brady actually throws a pick six and he 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 makes a a flailing dive um uh, in vain at the defensive back who returns it for a touchdown. And I, I, man, I was waxing poetic. I was like, this is how, you know, the, and I'm just uh, trying to recall, but something like, this is how the dynasty ends. This is how you take the crown (laughs) off the king. You know, Tom Brady, you know, the last image on the ground, you know, fail flailing to try to, to hold on his, to his, you know, all this thing you didn't hit send by mistake. No, I know. And I had, but, but you know, 28 to three, I mean, come on, it's the Super Bowl. Who's coming back from that? Well, Tom Brady is of course. And then, so what- and then they started to get closer. Right. And then it was like, Oh, okay. All right. But they're, but, but they're still going to win. Right. I mean, they're running out of time. Like there's only like four men like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, the champion's heart still had a beat and you know, they, they were still, you know, Tom Brady was still firing away, you know, uh, in other words, he, last year's loss to the Ram story. Basically, yeah, essentially the exact same thing. And then, uh, and then, of course, he tied it up and they went to overtime. I was all in on the Patriots at that point. I said, I don't, they better win this game. Even before the coin toss, I was like, that's it. He's tied it. They're going to win. And I'm all in on them winning because I'm not going back to the other two. So, of course, he did. But Julio probably had a little different uh, day. Julio Jones in that game was sensational. He made some catches that, you know, obviously helped them build that big lead, but also should have helped them win the game. I mean, he, he got them back down there. If you recall, um, it was, you know, a horrible play call by Kyle Shanahan. They're in field goal range of Matt Bryant, you know, uh, within an easy 50 yards. And Matt Bryant was terrific from that distance. 
And for some reason, they had Matt Ryan drop back. He took a sack, and they had to punt the ball. And one any points at all, I mean any points at all, and that game is over. And then, of course, uh, Tom Tom did his thing. I don't know how we got on this subject, except to say that Julio Jones was owed something, I guess, in, in a weird way by Tom Brady. And he he came he has come to collect because that's the missing bobble uh, on his on his entire career, which, like I said, is a, is a Hall of Fame career. So. Um, I think the idea that, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we don't know the health of Chris Godwin, who is, while he's not on the physically unable to perform list, he also is not practicing, right? Like he, and, and we probably won't see him for a little while. They, the, the reports are good. They love his progress. The reason he's not on PUP, as we said last night, is he has a chance to at least go out there, do some individual drills, do the install, uh, be with the team. If you're on PUP, you're just with the trainer, you're just rehabbing. And so he's gone beyond that. Levante David, who we had a chance to talk to, says he's 100%. I find that hard to believe, but he says he's 100% from that Liz Frank injury that uh, affected him in the playoffs the way it did. You hear some athletes say, you know, 110% and 150%, 200%. (laughs) So he probably doesn't actually mean 100%. But, you know, for him, maybe that's around 80. Exactly. Exactly right. Could be be 80. So... uh, yeah, it, there, there's some some observations that uh, that I kind of want to sprinkle in here about about the first day of training camp. And uh, yes, in case you were wondering, it was it was hot, but not as hot as it's going to be. It was actually there was a nice breeze out there. I didn't feel like I was walking on the sun except late when uh, the clouds disappeared, and that wasn't any fun. Um, but for the it's most funny part, you say it, that. It's funny you say that because I actually uh, you know I. I had a couple of days where I was so busy at USF that I I couldn't run. For me, two days uh-huh. in a row without two That's days a in a row without running does not happen. So today okay. I went out at like eleven o'clock, thinking, well, I, I got to do it, and it wasn't that bad. It actually mm. wasn't that bad for whatever reason. Mm. I mean, yeah, it was there, still, there was it was still kind of breezy. Like there was some cloud cover, yeah. and even even somebody said something. Like, well, how do guys do out of the heat? And 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 Bowles gave it the. <laughs> this was an easy day. The cl- <laughs> it was the way you do it. You come out. If you're if you're at uh, One Buck or the or the Advent Healthcare Center or whatever they call it these days, um, the the way you measure the uh, misery index <laughs> is to simply look at the big flag, and then there's little flags too. But the if the big flag is draped around the pole, oh, it's a bad day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bad day. You if the I mean? big like, flag is not only draped around it, but sweating, it's exactly dripping, <laughs> dripping. Imagine with being a human being. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can see that flag from space. That thing is huge. But if it's not moving, and it takes a little bit to move it, I'm not going to lie. Um, but if it's completely just wrapped around, oh, it's a it's it's a bad day. So um, the key is to uh, you know to duck in and out of covered places, maybe a fan, um, and it's nice to come home to your air conditioning. Except this is my big segue uh, to our sponsor. It's um, unfortunately. Uh, the AC is blasting all the time and that means your electric bill is going up, but I got a, I got a solution for that. May electric solar. They're a family owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. Now in this field, you know, there's a, a ton of these little fly by night companies, but may electric solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30 year labor and services warranty. Plus with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection, for all your appliances, that right there is the May difference. So if you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all of its products. They conduct on-site testing, 
So you see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. That's important. You know exactly who is going to be doing the job. So start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a, a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long and uh, improve the quality of your life and um, improve your uh, protection for your appliances as well. So that's May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. Now, I got to ask, I mean, it seems like they can just bring in somebody at the last second. That's fine. But he's, I'm guessing anyway, going to be a pretty a significant player in the offense. How long do you think, I guess that's what, tra- what training camp is for, uh, before that chemistry gets there? Because, they, you know, they know each other, but they never work together. I guess Brady's pretty good at integrating people. Well, he, he is, and he's had to do it. And I, and I think that, you know, one of the things that, that Todd Bull said that made sense, because we were like, you know, you know, why now, why him, uh, all that kind of stuff, um, in addition to just what we got to make up Gronk's catches, was look at how the season ended last year, right? Um, you know, when, when Tom came back after 40 days of uh, cleansing or whatever he was doing, um, he, he uh, said that he had unfinished business. And part of the problem is when the year ended, they were sort of well, very much wiped out of receivers. Now, some of that was self-inflicted. Antonio Brown, you know, taking taking his uh, shirt off and getting cut that day at, at the Jets game. Uh, and, you know, but, but Godwin had suffered the knee injury uh, on December 20th. So by the time they got to the end of the season and by the time they got in the postseason, they were looking at Mike Evans and then a bunch of dudes, right? Um, they had signed Brashard Perryman, you know, off the street. Now he had been here in 2019 and had a good month, right. Under with Jameis Winston. And then he, and then I earned a, a job with the jets and then later with Detroit. Um, but he was, he was on the street. And so they picked him up uh, and he ends up, you know, uh, catching a, a walk off essentially pass uh, from Brady to beat the Buffalo bills uh, in a dramatic game at Raymond James. And then, you know, uh, they take Cyril Grayson off the practice squad, a kid that didn't play college football, LSU track star, uh, who had been working really hard. And they put him in there, um, you know, to kind of take up some of that Godwin, um, you know, slack. And he winds up with a game-winning catch against the New York Jets. So, you know, Brady can and will work with anybody, um, but he's Tom freaking Brady. Right. Like, and he's 45 year old Tom Brady, and it's zero sum game. I'm only here to win a Super Bowl. I'm not interested in leading the league in pass. I don't care about any of that. I just want to win a Super Bowl. And so, as, as Todd Bowles explained, you know, injuries are going to be inevitable, but we can't have them there. Like, we can't, we can't lose guys. And we're starting the season with Godwin coming off an ACL. So, we can't afford to lose guys. And then at the middle of the season, say, well, who's out there? You know, so so Bowles's point was, look, um, why now? Well, because there's a legit dude, a legit, you know, uh, Hall of Fame player uh, who's available, but he's available now. We, we're not going to see this guy by the middle of the season if we need him. So let's let's stack our roster with as many good receivers as we can. And we'll worry about, you know, who we cut and who we put on the practice squad when when training camp in the preseason is over. But for right now. Yeah, it, it feels good to have these four guys, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, 
Russell Gage and Julio freaking Jones. And after that, hey guys, it's a battle royale, you know. And we had a chance to talk to some of those players, <laughs> uh, you know, like the 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 uh, um, you know guys like uh, like Grayson who got a call from one of his buddies and said, what's going on there? <laughs> he signed Julio <laughs> Jones, man. And people worried about him and stuff. And Scotty Miller, who, you know, Scott, this is just Scotty's attitude. He's like, this might be the greatest receiver room of all time. <laughs> you know, he's like, it's, it's, it was good before. Now it's incredible. Like what, you know, it's, it would be awesome to be a part of it. And you got to compete every day. And, you know, um, you know, to a man, of course, they weren't going to say anything negative, but you know, they're sitting there, they can do the math, right? One, <laughs> yeah. two, three, four. Oh no, there's only like maybe five spots. Maybe that's seven. what I was going to ask you about. If, if, if it's indeed like hard and fast at five, there's a lot of guys that had some serious mixed emotions about that. Yeah, they did. I mean, it, 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 Absolutely. I, I, the practice squad looms, but whoever's going to be that fifth, I mean, none of those other guys you mentioned, hold on, let me think. No, are going to be your your kick returner. So it just might strictly come down to that. It might have nothing to do with what you can do. It's going to have something to do with what you can do as a receiver, but it might be all about kick returns. Special teams, absolutely. Jalen Darden, um, you know, that's his only his only path in. You know, um, the the only way he can get a spot on this roster is to win the kick return job. That might be true with Scotty Miller. Uh, it might be true with Cyril Grayson. You know, um, any of those guys, and they've got to run down, and, and some of them got to cover kicks now. Uh, because you know Godwin's not going to do that. You're not going to do that with Evans. You're not going to do it with Julio. So those first four guys really don't play teams. Well, when you try to figure out, you know, we got to dress 53, and one of those is a backup quarterback, and one of those is a long snapper, and one of those is a punter, and one of those is a kicker. Okay, so, you know, we got 22 starters. Who's who's running down there covering kicks? You know, and you get to that number, gets it gets pretty pretty quick. You're like, Hey, we can't have, you know, five, six, seven receivers up, even though Arians kind of leaned towards heavily towards the offense when it came to teams. I think Bowles is going to be just the opposite. I think he's going to lean to defense. So there are very few, very few, um, you know, hats to give out on Sunday. And and these guys know it, you know. And, and so for as much as they're like, hey, cool, we got Holy uh, Jones. If you're a receiver trying to make an NFL roster, um, you know, you, you probably aren't that thrilled with with your chances but again you don't know what's going to happen and you're really no matter where you're at in a camp if you're in a camp the whole league's watching you're trying to make a roster anywhere there's 31 other teams that are going to have the same tape they're going to be looking for players too not everybody is stacked at wide receiver so you just go out there and you, you put get some film and you hope that you can play well when you get your chances and then you know if it doesn't work out here you you know, if you pass through waivers and you don't resign on the practice squad, you hope that somebody else, you know, maybe claims you or you get a better opportunity. But there's no question that these guys had some real mixed emotions. Um, and, you know, and who wouldn't? I mean, listen, it, and it, if the Tampa Bay Times hires Adam Schefter to cover the Bucks tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to be like, first of all, how the hell we afford them? And then secondly, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's not good for me, is it? Like, according to my sure she's time, Brady. You know, it's like, oh, no. Um, so I, I just, you know, I can I can feel their pain, but this is professional sports and you're going against the best in the world. And along those lines, you can turn it around and say, well, who better to learn from? I'm starting my career and I've got Mike Evans. I've got Chris Godwin. I got Julio Jones. How many tricks of the trade do these guys know? You know, right. how did they get to be so great? So there's a, there's a lot of positives to it, too, but it's just 
you know, it's, it's, I'm sure there were some moments of deep reflection when they saw the news, you know, it's like, ah, dang it. Well, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm not 100% certain that Gage is a, a lock for the roster, but yeah, you'd have to really do something in, in camp to, you know, get above him. But uh, let's talk about the other recent signing yeah, to maybe make yeah. up a couple. I don't know how many catches he's going to make up out of the 50 uh, for right. Gronk. Maybe maybe uh, 20% of those, 30% of those. Maybe. But yeah. what, was, what was Kyle Rudolph saying? You know, uh, impressive guy, um, likable guy, uh, 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 you know, what, what you'd call like a true pro. I mean, he's also 32 years old. He's played an awful lot of football. Most or all of his Pro Bowls were with the Minnesota Vikings. You know, he got really close once in his career, too. Remember the Minnesota Miracle? <laughs> uh and all of that with the New Orleans against the New Orleans Saints. Um, but they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. And, you know, that's that's his his singular goal. He said something funny because obviously you come in here after a Rob Gronkowski and somebody said, well, you know, the obvious is you got to you got to play in that guy's spot. And he goes, look, I, I'm I, no one can fill his shoes and I've got pretty big feet and he does. But even he knows that, you know, I'm not going to be Rob Gronkowski. But, you know, he also uh, is Gronkowski-esque in that he can play on passing downs and rundowns. I mean, he's that perfect, what they call the Y position, an inline tight end next to the tackle, um, you know, who can also, uh, obviously one of the eligible receivers, but that can run block and do it all. And, and, you know, he says, for me, it's just a matter of learning, you know, I, I mean, I know the routes, right? And same thing with Julio. It's like, I know what a dig is. I know what a you know, what a slant is. I know, you know, a, a post, I know, you know, a, a seam, I know all these routes, but in addition to learning the terminology, I got to learn where Tom wants me, you know, it, against certain coverages, like where is this ball going to go? How does he want me to stem this route? How does he, where does he want me to make myself available? And he says, that's the thing that, um, you know, we have to really work on before September 11th is sort of whatever chemistry they can build. Obviously, you're not going to approach anything that him and Gronk had in terms of chemistry, but uh, you can, you can make a lot of progress. And he said, I told Tom, uh, just let me know when too much is too much. Cause I'm going to be in your ear, you know, constantly. And you're going to have to tell me back off because I, I want to know everything uh, that you know. And, and so that we can, I can make myself available to you in the passing game. He's a really smart, you can tell he's a smart football player, a smart guy, obviously, um, kind of ironic. Like he was down in 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 Florida, not not too uh, long ago before free agency, and I think he had a uh, a wedding to go to at Amelia Island. And he says, you know, we kind of just kind of got on a plane in Tampa and laughed and said, yeah, you know, this wouldn't be a bad place to come. And then, of course, since he signed here, he said it's just been uh, tremendous people reaching out to him and. Um, you know, the one thing that he talked about, which I thought was interesting is the culture of the building. He says, he's been here about three or four days and he goes, you know, you can instantly pick up the vibe that nothing matters here, not individual success, not depth chart, nothing, nothing matters here except winning the Super Bowl. Like there's not even a pretense of no, you know, you just do your job. Everybody has to do something every single day get better, a little bit better every day because we're only interested in winning the Super Bowl. Like stats don't matter. Your role doesn't matter. Your depth chart doesn't matter. Like just go out here and do what you have to do to help us win. 
And, it, and, and he said, it's refreshing because it's not like that in a lot of places. And he's played, you know, for a couple of teams, obviously, and the Giants weren't ready to win uh, and may still not be. Um, but for him, it, it, it's really, you know, just about how quickly that that chemistry can build. And, you know, and everybody is going to put aside their personal stats and, and try to win a championship. And it's refreshing because um, he's been other places that, you know, especially the Giants last year, weren't prepared to do that. And he said, you'd be surprised how, you know, teams and, and cultures are different and that not everybody is singularly focused on just winning a title and stats matter to them or money matters to them or reps matter to like, different things. And that's not the case here. He says everybody's willing to put aside their egos. And I think that starts with guys like Evans that have done that, you know, two years ago and, and, and put aside, um, you know, uh, their personal stats and, and let the Antonio Browns and guys come in here and help them win. And, and, and it's worked. So we'll see if it, if it works again. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, listen, I think this probably goes without saying that he was pretty sharp today. We've talked about the two big additions to his offense. Here I am giving the offense to Tom Brady. I don't think that's over the line, but... um. Did, did, did he come in looking pretty good today or was it just, a- you know, it, no, it was, you know what, Derek, it, it amazes me. And I, and I, and I say that because it's not supposed to be like this, right? I mean, now they have some continuity in the coaching staff and this is Tom's third year in the system. So those things are, are huge positives. Cause I think in the NFL continuity wins, if you want to see a bad franchise in any sport, and believe me, this has been one for most of its existence, um, you run into the trap of change the coach, change the quarterback. And when you lose continuity of the coaching staff, that's the one thing Bowles has in spades and an advantage is that he might be the new head coach, but his entire staff is the same one that's been here for three years. Um, and so from that standpoint, you know, you kind of expect there to be a lot of familiarity and, and, and a certain amount of, of retention, right? Um, but the thing about Brady, like, I swear to you, and I said this last year, I think it was a year ago in the mandatory minicamp when I watched them. They could have gone out there today, and this is, you know, of course, nobody's put on a pad, nobody's hit anything yet, but I'm telling you from a, just an execution standpoint, the Bucks could have gone out there today with Tom Brady and beaten half the teams in the NFL. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, that that's how efficient. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, he dropped, now, you know, no one's hitting him, right? And 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 you can't hit him. Uh, and and so he knows that. And so you're always going to, you know, the offense should have a huge advantage because they can't tackle anybody. They can't put any quarterbacks on the ground. They can't really come near him. Um, but having said all that, no one really did anyway. And he gets the ball out so, so damn quick. And he was so accurate that it felt like they had been together for, I don't know, week seven, you know, like, and, and that's just not normal in the NFL when the ball doesn't hit the ground, you know. Now, there were some bad moments for the defense, and it reminded me, like, 
there's this one play where Bashard Perriman split the safeties, caught a perfectly thrown bomb from Tom and ran in the end zone. I went, well, that's why you beat lost to the Rams right there. Nothing's changed, you know? And, and so, you know, with every good play on offense, it's a, it's a ah, damn on defense. Um, and that's gotta be corrected, but no, he, he just is good at ball and, you know, at an age well past where his arms should be, you know, efficient and, and all those things. He can just come out there because he has the cheat codes. You know, you talk to these coaches like Leftwich and anybody's like, look, Tom's got all the cheat codes. Like, you, you can line up in any defense you want, and before he snaps the ball, he knows where he's going based on the rotation, based on this and that, and he's very accurate, and the ball's like, it's out. It's out, and it's accurate, and that's just up to the other guy to make the play. And so from that standpoint, it was uh, it was very impressive today. Now, now, tomorrow, maybe the defense, usually these things ebb and flow. Maybe they'll fight back a little bit. But, yeah, they the offense had a really good really good first day, again, against, you know, in shorts and, and helmets, not, not right. pads or anything. Now, was it on the first practice field or the second practice field? <laughs> yeah, it was on the first one. Uh, and, and this, you know, and it's funny you say that because uh, the, one of the changes that is, is definitely, um, you know, palatable when you go out there is that, you know, Bruce Arians had this theory that, you know, I don't want, you know, guys standing around and especially the young players, they need reps too. And you know, what's the point of them standing around getting four reps when they could be on another practice field? And we have the same practice over there with the younger guys and we they, they, they could take as many reps as the starters on this practice field. And Bowles isn't going for it. Like that's one of the things that Bowles is, is different with respect to Bruce. And I asked him about it and he said, Look, uh, he goes, you know, we've we've done that before and there's some value to it. He goes, but at certain positions, he says it just it just doesn't work. He goes, like, take take tight ends, for example. You know, we we have in camp, you know, they may have six or eight tight ends. He goes, but, you know, if you're running a tight end on every down and sometimes two, um, he goes, it doesn't take long for them to be gassed if if you only have, you know, three or four on each practice field. And he said, I really felt like, you know, you can get by in training camp, maybe preseason, he says, but as the year goes on, that, that catches up to you. Your guys are, your guys are tired as a result of it. So, you know, and, and there's also, I think for him, I think he likes the competitive nature of, of one field because he does a lot more what they say good on good, where you have the number one defense against the number one offense. Um, but you want to be able to run guys in and out of there in different combinations and, and, and execute. So yeah, he's, he's a little more old school. That's how Tom, uh, came up, you know, with that, uh, sort of mentality. Uh, and, and again, Bowles has worked for Bill Parcells in Dallas. Uh, of course, Belichick is a, is a disciple of Parcells. So it's just, I think it's a little more comfortable for Brady to work that way. Um, and you know, guys got plenty of reps. It was, it was, you know, a shorter practice because it's only the first one where they were out there for about I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, and they were done. And ain't like the old days, Derek, when we used to be out there for two a days, you know, remember that. And uh, even <laughs> even three a days if you go all the way back to Ray Perkins. But, um, you know, so, yeah, it was it was a good – it was a really good start for them. I thought I thought Brady was sharp, um, and, and I think the defense and especially the secondary needs to fight back a little bit tomorrow and uh, or today, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Well – uh, you know better than anybody, and I'm a journalist too, that one thing you just don't want to do in general is bury the lead. And we got to talk about it. Did, uh, when, not did, when exactly and where did 
Lenny Fournette and get on a scale for everybody. And uh, what did it say? Well, I thought about bringing my bathroom scale, um, <laughs> but it's not the most accurate. And I'm not sure he would have stood on it. You know, first of all, he looks trimmer than he did seven weeks ago. And he and you would expect that, right? Because he hadn't shown up to OTAs and then he did. And then, you know, this whole notion of him being, you know, at the time he said he was 240 something. He told someone today, I suppose, that he was around 243, 240, 242, somewhere in there. Which led me to think, well, wait a minute, you were 240 something seven weeks ago. Does that mean you you lost virtually no weight in the which now you get back to what I was talking about, which is he was way over 240. You know, because if he's 240 now, what was he seven weeks ago when he's been working out all this time? He clearly looks in better shape. Um, and I think he's going to play around 240, 238 because he's a big man. Um, and he, he, you know, that 228 on the roster is from, you know, his combine uh, when he was coming out of LSU, not what he is now. Uh, so, you know, I, there wasn't a whole lot made. You know, Bowles was completely dismissive, as you would expect, because that's kind of how he is anyway. And he just said, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know what? Guys weigh now. I mean, he's in good shape. I'm very pleased. So, you know, they – they kind of glossed over it a little bit and, you know, good on Lenny. You look better than you did seven weeks ago, but then you should. And again, the, the target is September 11th. He's obviously going to, you know, work himself into shape. Uh, Bulls even made mention that you don't want to be in too good a shape right now because we're still weeks away. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I don't know if I buy all that. I mean, I think, I think it's easier to, to, uh, to stay in shape than to try to get back into shape. But nonetheless, um, he, he, he seemed to handle everything okay. He seemed to handle the heat okay. Um, and, you know, from, from what I could, the eyeball test said that, you know, he, he looked better than he did seven weeks ago, but that just tells me he was nowhere near 247 weeks ago. Um, you know, so. Of course. For? <laughs> more, than, more than a donut. Um, yeah. And I, I listen, I, I'm not going to say it out loud because we talked about the you know, injury situation and anticipating it. And if there was a certain player on the team that got injured, then I think we'd be in uh, different circumstances. Mm -hmm. But but uh, there's quarterback on another team that is going to have an appendectomy. Am I seeing that yeah. right? Yeah. Have you yeah. ever? Had, I'm fortunate. I've never had one. I mean, you can only have one. Okay, I guess. Well, you can only have one. And yes, and uh, and and I I wanted to mention that because um, it's significant, right? Like. You know, Joe Burrow, the Tiger King, and I, I miss I miss, you know, Coach Joel and Joe Burrow, the Tiger King. You know, I miss that guy. I can't believe he's not in college football. Um, but he uh he 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 did. He has appendicitis. I think he's I don't know if he's had it out yet. Um and I can relate because unexpectedly, uh, a couple of years ago, it's been several years now, um, I had an appendectomy and I've heard of people that have had them and I always thought, well, you don't need your appendix. Well, how big of a deal is it? Let me tell you, uh, when, and I'm someone that, that often, you know, my stomach is a mess anyway. Um, and so I have to stay away from certain foods and fried foods and things like that. But, but there was a, there was a night in my life where it felt different. It was a stomach ache that was a lot different. And it, it was just that it was like a, a constant weight uh, on one side of, of, of my, uh, of my gut. And, um, I, I let my wife know, I said, this is different. And she's like, you've, you've had stomach, like, you know, how wives are. Um, and, and so she was pretty dismissive of it and went to bed. And the way, you know, 
uh, and hopefully it doesn't get this bad, but the way you know is, so like about 3.30 in the morning I woke up, and I was in pain. And just, it's to the touch. It's on your lower right quadrant of, of, of your gut, essentially, on the right side only. And I, I pushed in, in the, my, my stomach just the, just the slightest little nudge with my hand, and it was like stabbing myself with a knife. It was so bad to the touch. And I went, <gasps> I go, I got to go. And I drove, I, I kid my wife about this all the time. I said, you let me drive to the hospital at 3.30. What do you want me to do with the kids? I'm like, I don't know, but I could have died. I mean, like, I, of course, I wasn't going to die. But I had <laughs> surgery later that day. Um, went in there. I had already diagnosed myself. They did the sonogram and all that. Said, yep, yep, you got to get it out. It's pretty nasty. It's pretty inflamed. The one thing you don't want to do, though, you don't want to mess around with it because if, it, if your appendix bursts, it can be very, very dangerous. It, it can become septic and it, it can cause a lot of trouble. So, um, so yeah, so Joe Burrow will uh, have one less uh, useless organ in his body. And <laughs> it's, better than, it's better than a spleen that poor Chris Slims had to, had to endure losing that. That was, that was horrible. But um, I'm sure he'll be fine. And that's my appendectomy. If you, if you want to be an appendectomy, also, then... It's a, good public ser- <laughs> it's a good public service announcement, too, because, you know... You got to know when the signs are. I'll throw mine out real quick because I had that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. had the good old detached retina a couple of years ago. And oh, I remember. Yeah. Listen, folks, uh, here's the signs, and go right to the uh, your eye doctor when you get this. If you start start to see what looks like cool little fireworks of black dots bursting out in your field of vision in the distance, Ooh, and you think, that well, that's black dots, huh? Yeah, and it happened a couple times. Like, well, that's weird. And then one day, finally. In the lower corner of my right eye, it was just like a little black dot that wouldn't go away, and it kept infringing and getting bigger. That's Ugh. that's uh, when you know you got to do it. So, folks, don't mess around. When Ooh, that first yeah. thing happens, don't do what I did and just go, oh, I was weird, because basically it got worse and worse, and my vision will never be the same in that right eye. So there's our uh, health mm. health notes. If there's anything else you want to ask us about, tips. maybe the mailbag tomorrow. <laughs> There you go. And you can do that uh, by submitting your mailbag question. There is still time. Don't worry about it. Just send it to us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. My email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Mailbag tomorrow. I know you got tons of questions. We're getting some in already. We'll do that. And remember to check out our friends at May Electric Solar. You can save some money on your energy bill. I mean big money right now, which is a good thing to do. Um, they are a company that guarantees its labor and its services with a 30-year warranty. You get $750 worth of surge protection. What else do you want? Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862, You can schedule a free estimate and lower your electric bill. Thanks for listening. For Derek Sharp, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.